coming up on your morning brew. I was working in the Nashville, um, Middle Tennessee special events industry. And I was doing, you know, celebrity weddings, event production, specialty rentals, like high-end music industry events. We're joined by Michelle Harbin of Harbin Hollow. It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events, all centered around our community. Now here's your host, Troy Holden. And welcome back to The Morning Brew. This is Portland's podcast for our Chamber of Commerce, our local businesses, business leaders, and all such as that. And today we have a guest with us, and it's Michelle Harbin from Harbin Hollow. Good morning, good afternoon, welcome. Good to have you. Well, thanks for having me on, Troy. It's great to have you, and we want to learn a lot more about you and your family and your business and uh, your connections with Portland, and that's uh, mainly what we'll talk about today. So first off, you got to tell me your background. Have you always lived in Portland? Did you grow up here? I did not grow up in Portland, but I am a Sumner County native. I grew up in Hendersonville. I'm a Went through the Beach High School school system start to finish. Then I'm a Ball State alumnus, which I later returned to Ball State and taught for a little while after I got my graduate degree at Austin P. So I've stuck around Middle Tennessee. I briefly left. I went to Western Kentucky. That's where I got my undergrad. So I lived up there for a little while. Lived out in California briefly when I was... Um, courting my husband. <laughs> but other than that, I've pretty much been here in the Sumner and Davidson County areas. Very cool. Very cool. It's nice to have the local connection. I'm uh, myself, I've been up here probably 20 years or so. I'm from Rutherford County, but uh, Rutherford got so big. Uh, Murfreesboro was a small town when I grew up there. You know, not really. Oh not yeah. Now the school is the largest in the state. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. We, we live behind the college, and I could ride my bicycle anywhere in Murfreesboro, right up to the square, anywhere. I'd be afraid to ride two miles down oh, there no. now. So something else. So tell us about your family. You mentioned you had to to court in California. So uh, tell <laughs> us a little right. more about yeah. your family. So and- my husband is Ronnie Harbin. A lot of people in Portland do know the Harbins. They moved here in the mid eighties. My father-in-law um, moved here, moved the, his family here from California to be a songwriter. He was a successful country music songwriter, had some number ones in the nineties and they owned a pizza restaurant in the late eighties, early nineties here in Portland. Um, um, and I'm drawing the blank on it. Dino's Pizza. So a lot of people ask me about yeah. Dino's Pizza quite often. So that was my husband's family. He's the oldest of three boys. Um, so they're pretty well connected here in Portland. And then, you know, if someone would have told me when I was graduating high school from Beach in 1996 that I would be living in Portland, Tennessee, running a farm store, I would absolutely just like spit in their face, like laughing. There would have been no way I thought uh-huh. I was going going to end up in Portland, you know. So um, we ended up here in 2013. We bought our first home. We had just had our first child. We moved closer to my in-laws. My mom is still here in town. 
She's in Nashville. I have two siblings still in Middle Tennessee. I have one in New York. Um, but we ended up in Portland, and I still had no intentions of staying in Portland when I moved here. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it was a very temporary move. Um, but as the years unfolded, our roots got deeper and deeper here in town, and we are still here. So we don't have any plans of moving now. Um, the name of my business is Harbin Hollow, which is the nickname of the eight acres where we live with four generations of my husband's family. So um, we're all here in town. There's three different households um, from his granddad all the way down to um, my kids' generation. Um, There's even a great-grandkid here in town. So there's actually five generations here in town. Wow, that's neat. That's really neat. Now, now you said uh, never would have thought here I'd be running a farm store. Tell us how you got into that. Where did that? How did that arrive? So, um, I worked previously prior to owning my own business. I worked well for many years. I worked in the hospitality industry. I was a bartender and a cocktail server until I was in my early thirties. So I did that for a good fifteen years. After I went back to school, well, I went into corporate marketing. I worked for a little while for Shoney's Corporate Restaurants and a couple other smaller car lots and things, doing some marketing. You know, those key mailers you get in the in the, in the the mail mm-hmm. and it's got a key on it. It's like, bring yep. it in and start your new Nissan. Did a lot of things like that. Um, but I realized I didn't like the corporate marketing um, environment. I didn't like being chained to a desk. I didn't like the corporate world. So I went back to school, got my grad school degree, um, ended up teaching for a little while at Vol State in the communication department. Um, but simultaneously, while I was doing that, I was only an adjunct. I was working in the Nashville, um, Middle Tennessee special events industry. And I was doing, you know, celebrity weddings, event production, especially rentals, like high-end music industry events. But my husband travels for work a lot, and both of us were gone all the time. My territory I was covering was North Alabama, Kentucky, all of the state of Tennessee for event sales. And once we started having kids, we knew somebody needed to be home. I didn't want everybody else raising my kids. I had kids to raise them, you know? So mm-hmm. we decided that I would, I got pregnant with my second child. That was too late in 2016. So early in 2017, we decided that I would take a few years off of work and I would stay at home with the kids. Well, I had started a health and fitness journey and I became a certified nutrition coach. So while I was a stay at home mom, I was trying to build this online nutrition coaching business. And it never worked out. I never could monetize it, but I continued to run a nutrition coaching blog, which I really enjoyed doing. Late in 2018, I I shared a recipe for my elderberry syrup and was telling everyone how they needed to take elderberry. It's really good for your immune system. Your whole family should be taking it. Well, it turns out nobody wanted my recipe. They wanted me to make it for them. (laughs) (laughs) So the next thing you know, we're finding the co-packer, we're getting our, you know, we get a line of credit from the Farmers Bank here in town in Portland, and um, I get my elderberry syrup packaged properly and on store shelves. So that is what started Harbin Hollow. 
Harbin Hollow was a quick name I came up with just because I needed a brand name. And we already had our property called that. So I called it Harbin Hollow. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to March of 2020. In that first year and a half, I got my elderberry products on the shelves of almost 80 stores in close to a dozen states. The pandemic hit. In March of 2020, and of course, retailers were forced to close. Um, some never reopened. And I realized when I started analyzing my business model that all of my eggs were in the wholesale sector. I had 90% of my sales were wholesale to retailers. So mm-hmm. we found a building here in Portland. We took over the lease of a restaurant that had closed. It's on the north end of 109. It had been Helen Top Chicken, and then it was... Um, Brewers Catfish, and they closed during the pandemic, and I was able to secure the lease on that building with the intention of shipping, warehousing, test kitchen, that sort of thing for my elderberry business. Well, I had started managing the Portland Farmers Market that year. In February of 2020, um, the previous manager um, asked me to take that over, and I agreed. So, Right as I was taking over the lease of the building, the farmer's market was kicking off. Everyone was really concerned about supply chains. They wanted to know where their food was coming from. You know, we were, everyone was scared to go in the grocery stores, you know. And so I had forged these relationships within the Department of Agriculture on the manufacturing side. So I knew a lot of other makers in Middle Tennessee. And then also with the farmers from the farmer's market. Well, Once we got the lease on the building, my husband found, he bid on some coolers on Facebook Marketplace, and we won the auction. And it was nine doors of matching, like, beautiful glass front retail coolers. And so once we got those, I thought, well, I guess we're just going to, we just decided to open a grocery store. So at that point, we shifted gears. That was July of 2020. And in September of 2020, we opened Harbin Hollow Local Market, which is an independent grocery store with the majority of our inventory being sourced from Tennessee and Kentucky small farms and small businesses. So that's how I got here. It was completely by accident. That's that's awesome. That's a really neat backstory. <laughs> really neat. Kind of, uh, uh, it wasn't what I expected, but. It's it's still highly yep. interesting how that came together, how one thing led to this and led to that. And it's funny mm-hmm. how you say, you know, I was sitting here thinking about as everybody went through the, the pandemic and the changes. My gosh, how many people have had to do something crazy or different from March of 2020? I, um, I was involved with a, I worked at a local business. Oh, yeah, we are. I, I worked mm-hmm. at Sabaki here in town for uh, about four years and the last year that I was there, the this supply chain was just, oh my gosh. I mean, every day I was chasing something and that was my job. I was supply chain manager. So I was chasing containers, chasing local stuff, and we didn't have semiconductor chips and all of that. Uh, we made engine components, but it was still, everybody was out of stuff. You know, the, the steel was running out, rubbers, plastics, everything. It was just crazy. And that was when... Uh, I actually got into what I do now with voiceover during the pandemic because I was recording videos at work for people coming back to work because they didn't want to have all this face-to-face and dealing with people. They just wanted to let them 
watch on their laptop at home. Here's the new rules. When you come back, put on your mask, stay six feet away, you know, do this, watch the X's on the floor. And the HR person said, you know, you could make money doing that. And I thought, well, that'd be nice just to sit in a padded room and talk to myself all the time. And <laughs> here I am. <laughs> here I am a year later. I love that. So it's great. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot we're, of fun. And but I always wanted to do it. And even now with inflation, and I was talking to someone who came in the store today, she works over at Dido and she works in purchasing. And, mm -hmm. you know, we can't even keep up with the price increases. Like they're coming in faster than we even have time to evaluate our invoices and get the price changes into our computers. Like it is right. insane right now and the supply chain imagine. issues continue i've got vendors that have been delivering to me for two years that have reached up and like we can't afford the gas or the labor to send someone up to portland anymore we're just going to have to shut this wholesale count down you know and wow. and then on the on the wholesale side of elderberry i've got vendors and or, or retail partners who are struggling as well and they're behind so my accounts mm -hmm. receivable list is getting real long and so it's this domino effect of all these negative things just hitting us in so many different directions and I thought you know once the pandemic hit I realized you know I had one revenue stream for the most part and I needed to diversify and so now we've diversified but every revenue stream is getting hit in some way mm -hmm. Um, by inflation, supply chain issues, labor shortages, um, product. Yeah, it's just, it's it's crazy. Just the, the supply mm -hmm. and the demand, all of it. Mm -hmm. It all is. Of it. it really is. And it's, like you said, it's everything. It's, um, <clears throat> you'll go one place and think, well, why is it there's no milk? Well, it has nothing to do with cows and milk. It's the plastic. They can't get the jugs made. And yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to the transportation and the trucks and the number of people who just said, for lack of a better word, screw it. I'm not working it anymore. I'm going to find a way to go home and not run myself ragged. And I'm not going to, you know, do this anymore. And so many people just hung it up, you know, the last well, couple of years. And we're it's seeing amazing. that big time in the hospitality in industry, in your hotel mm -hmm in your hotels and your restaurants, um, because I was so ingrained in that industry for so many years, um, catering, all of those things, they're having a hard time finding people to work. Mm -hmm. Real hard time. Mm -hmm. Real hard time. Yeah, it's it's really, really something. Um, so we've kind of hit a little bit on the differences and the locality of what you're doing with local foods. Tell us what really makes Harbin Hollow stand out as a place for somebody to go and, and pick up food and, and groceries. Yeah, so we it's one of those things where the mindset of consumers is changing when it comes to shopping for groceries and household items. People want to know where their food comes from. They want to know their farmers. And so what's cool about us is we sell, like if you go to the Portland Farmers Market, eight or so of the vendors that you see there, we also sell their products in our store. So mm -hmm. we're supporting these local vendors and we're giving our, com we're giving our community accessibility to these local items, which is unique because you don't always find that outside of farmer's markets. And so mm -hmm. we're in a cool place where we're helping 
young entrepreneurs, um, minority-owned businesses, local businesses, small businesses, farmers, and trying to give them a marketplace where they can sell their product because the statistic is 65 cents of every dollar spent at a local small business stays in the community. And if you mm-hmm. look at a business model like that, that that's the average. Ours may even be l- even higher because if you're spending money with me, that dollar is going back to employees who live in this in, in this business, our local electric co-op, our my local insurance agent, um, our local chamber of commerce, and other networking um, um, groups that we belong to, and then all the inventory we're buying is from local mm-hmm. businesses. So most of the money that we are spending stays right here, and that mm-hmm. is unique. That is mm-hmm. unique. It is. Very unique, very unique. So I'm sure you're seeing your clientele build up and probably a lot of repeat customers that come week after week or day after day. Yes, it's like, it is so funny because being a bartender for so many years and everybody's seen the show Cheers, right? Where everybody knows Mm -hmm. your name and you get to know people and you make friends and you, and it's the same thing in our store. People come through, we know what they're looking for, we know what they're going to buy. If we have something new we think they like, they're going to like it, we can suggest that item. So, yeah, our customers are quickly becoming family. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's the beauty of small towns and small communities and all of that. And I know Portland is very happy to have something like this here. I've heard a lot of good things about it. And and I know the uh, the, uh, the chamber and the city and everything are happy with you guys' involvement and being around. Um, so we all made it through the uh, the Strawberry Festival, which is always a tough thing. Do you guys do anything extra or, or special for some of the events that go on in Portland or just kind of the day to day? Oh, stuff? yeah. So when I started managing the farmer's market, we joined the chamber. And so the farmer's market kicks off the week of Strawberry Festival. So now we're part of their schedule of events. So that mm-hmm. that is part of what Harbin Hollow helps with. And then me personally as the market manager. And then um, we also, we try to sponsor things, um, whether it be, you know, a strawberry sign on 109 or um, we've sponsored the Kids Town area before. Mm-hmm. And then we mm-hmm. usually do a booth. Um, we've done the parade a couple times. We didn't do the parade last time, but then of course the stores open and we're fully staffed there. Um, the last couple of years, because we have access to strawberries, we've even had strawberries to sell at the, at awesome. the festival. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. We do all well, kinds of things. You. Like I have a local jeweler that makes strawberry earrings and we make extra strawberry th- things and sure. strawberry yeah. salsa and strawberry, all kinds of strawberry honey and all kinds of strawberry stuff that we sell that week. <laughs> that is neat. It's all strawberry. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. well let, let me... Thank you so much for your time because um, I know everybody's going to be interested in hearing about this. And let's be sure they know exactly how to not only find you, whether it be online or or out there on Broadway, but let's give them an address, phone numbers, or anything you want to throw out there so they know how to how to look you up. Sure. So Harbinalo Local Market, our physical retail store, is located at 809 North Broadway on the north end of Portland, 
right before you get to the Kirby stop across from the Portland flea market, um, like you're going to Franklin. Then our phone number there is 615-323-9822. And then you can find us online at harbinhollow.com. On Facebook, it's just harbinhollow or at harbinhollow on Instagram or TikTok. Awesome. Awesome. Michelle, thanks so much. Been a pleasure to get to talk to you and get to know a little more about you and your family. And we wish you all the best in you growing too, your business. You too, Troy. Here. I look forward to staying connected with you. Awesome. Thanks so much. This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening, and join us again soon.